Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I'm always curious, interested about people doing things on the cutting edge, new industries, new fields, and bringing those insights and sharing them with you guys on the podcast. So today I have Kevin Jefferson. He's based out of Texas and um, we're going to talk about currency. So whether, you know, understanding central banking, fiat currency, inflation, a little bit about which currency pairs, uh, where currencies go eventually, gold, um, and also a little bit about Forex. Kevin, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here, Dr. Lou. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know we had. I know you have a significant experience in the in the military, and you you actually uh, show business owners, you know, using forex you, to create possible passive recurring cash flow. You know, sometimes you can trade it. So tell people your story, how you got started, and we'll get into it. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for allowing me to. So yeah, I'm, I'm Kevin Jefferson uh, from Dallas, Texas. Been in finance uh, over 21 years. I think this year will be actually 22 years uh, in the industry as a whole. Um, started my actually graduated from college, uh, United States Military Academy at West Point. I was an Army officer. Uh, played around in the dirt, got deployed, uh, <laughs> ran, played in the sandbox, and uh, made it back safely. And uh, so, I, you know, shortly after I got out of the military, um, I was actually working for Georgia Pacific, but my heart was really in finance, and so. First chance I got, um, I was, you know, able to apply to become a financial advisor with Merrill Lynch. And um, actually, I was going through the process two months after September 11, 2001. So, I mean, really a crazy time to be wanting to be a financial advisor. But um, I always tell people that that was probably for me, um, when you when you're clear about what it is that you want, there's never, ever a bad time to go for it. Right. And so I just really was, I kind of found myself in that situation and I was really grateful. And, uh, but as a result of that, it really kind of changed the way that I saw um, providing financial advice, you know? And so I was working with Merrill Lynch uh, and they had these big production goals that they didn't, you know, they didn't release us from those goals just because of what we were going through. And so um, I found in a really an affinity for business owners and entrepreneurs uh, because I will call them and, and, uh, you know, you, you're cold calling, you're dialing for dollars and, you know, I'm calling airline pilots, I'm calling all kinds of people. And so, um, but business owners, one of the things that Merrill had that was really neat was their business financial services um, sector, their vertical was really good. And so we were just, I would just call business owners and ask them, you know, how much, you know, would, you, would it be worth it for you to take a look at me, maybe getting you a better rate on your line of credit, you know, because business owners understand cash flow, you know, the less you pay pay for money, the more money you make just straight to the bottom line. Right. And so um, I just really got creative about how to try to add value to what the people were doing. Um, and then eventually you get into the trade to the investment stuff. And so um, I went independent, started my own firm in 2005. And, and few, a few years after that, um, I found cur- currency trading just kind of on, on a whim. So um, CNBC had this program. I don't know if they still do it now, but it was called um, the Portfolio Challenge. And so um, every year you, they give you like a million dollars of notional money and you get to invest it. 
And um, and so in 2008, they had um, added Forex um, to that as an asset class. And so, you know, I didn't know anything about the currency markets, even as a former as a financial advisor. I didn't know about currency trading because like you had to be ultra high net worth, you know, Citigroup and all that kind of like you had to be super rich to be able to even get into that, you know, to that vein. And so uh, but I do remember um, back in 2008, the euro was twice as valuable as the dollar. Right. So like I was like oh, two to one. So I'm buying euro and I didn't know anything about scale uh, leverage or anything like that. And so I took a portion of the portfolio. Maybe let's say we bought like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth. And uh, next thing I know, a week later, it had grown to like over seven, eight hundred thousand. So I was like, OK, wow, this is pretty interesting. And it kind of got me intrigued about it, not knowing anything about how dangerous it was or whatever. But um, it definitely caught my attention. Right. And so they, they did their job. And um, so I started exploring. I went down that rabbit hole. And, and one thing as a, as an advisor um, that I always wanted to do and one of the things I always felt was important and, and one of the things I one of the things I maybe would have gotten more enrichment from as an advisor, if this was more common, um, was really the ability to have a true skill set or a trade. You know, I mean, business, financial advisors, you get philosophies, you get information, you know, and you get, you know, get the ability to coax and, you know, you talk to people, which is kind of your superpower, right? The ability to sell products and ideas. But I didn't feel like financial advisors really actually had a technical skill. And, and I remember back in 2004, 2003, 2004, when I was um, I was with one of my clients, um, he was a retired tailor and uh, he had owned a tailoring company. And so he had sold it to one of his apprentices. And he, he was telling me when uh, we were actually writing up, he, he bought bonds. And so we were, we were writing up the paperwork for a bond or whatever. And uh, he said, you know, I, I don't ever remember anybody who has a trade that wants to work that can never work. And uh, and so I always remembered that, you know, even as a financial advisor. And so when I when I stumbled upon Forex, um, I really treated it like that, like that would be my trade. That would be the thing that I would I would explore. Um, you know, I looked at stock trading, but I really was intrigued by Forex um, because of all the, the stuff that came along with it. Um, the leverage and the ability to make a lot more with a little bit of money, um, you know, trading currency. So kind of stumbled my way into it. And now I've been I've been trading for uh, actually this year is 15 years. May May of this year was 15 years trading. Uh, and I've left my practice, everything was able to replace that, you know, with, 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 with currency trading. And so now I have more time freedom and, you know, and, and more, you know, resources to uh, do more stuff. So it's been good to me. And it, and it was, I'm glad, I'm grateful that I learned that skill set. but I learned a lot about myself in that journey. Uh, and I learned a lot about how it's, you know, every market is really the same. It's just the asset that you're trading, you know, and uh, once you understand that, you know, it's, it's a lot of opportunities there. So just a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah. um, father, father of two sons, a uh, beautiful wife, Jennifer, and two boys, Christian and Asher, um, in Montessori here in Dallas. And there's great kids, loving the life. Uh, we just recently, my company hosted a, uh, we, we were sponsored a golf tournament last weekend. And so they always come out and support us through business. And, uh, you know, I teach them business at an early age of nine and 10 so that they can understand that if you want it, you got to go get it. <laughs> and yeah. so eventually it can be passive, but you got to go work for it a little bit too. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I really love this idea of uh, developing a skill set and really understanding money. Because once you understand money, you can apply it to anything. So, um, absolutely. And uh, that's something we don't learn in, in schools. Uh, one thing is talking about, because, you know, most people, they turn on Bloomberg or, or CNBC or whatever, and they see equities, but they don't really understand there's, there's actually bigger markets. There's a currency market, which is bigger than the bond market bond market is bigger than the stock market um tell people you know where currencies lie why is it an interesting asset class um you know you in all of the advantages of looking in the currencies sure thanks thanks for that question so yeah you're absolutely right so currency trading is you know is a more than six trillion dollar a day 
uh, you know, market, you know, so it, it, it dwarfs the other markets, it dwarfs the equities market. Um, but, you know, it's it's really about the narrative that gets put forth. Right. And so, you know, you there there there's entertainment and value in things that people can touch on a daily basis. And so even though people touch money on a daily basis, they don't see it as having any other value than the intrinsic value of being able to spend it or to get it right and so people really have kind of created a mindset around what money is to them or what currency is to them and so we'll get back to that and i'll put a pin into you know why i love forex and all that stuff uh in a second but um so when you look at equities and stock markets so people people are experiencing different things and so right now i'm in the i'm at the western hotel so people when you go travel and you see you know the western and you see a ticker symbol for hotels you relate it to something when you see colgate palm olive or you know coca-cola you you actually drink coke and you experience that and so it creates kind of a, a little bit of a nostalgia and a, and a sense of familiar familiarity that leads people to believe that they can go and participate in those markets easier and maybe more successfully than than they will or maybe should. Um, and so I think because of the, the the ubiquitous nature of all of the things that create the equity markets um, as we know it, you know, Amazon and FedEx and all those companies, um, it really it, it really becomes this thing that where you can kind of get that casino feeling because you have a familiarity with it, right? And so um, and, and it draws a lot of people in, and I know plenty of people who make a lot of money on it. Um, caveat that the options market, in my opinion is actually probably more lucrative with the with the fraction of the capital right and so you can take derivatives of the same things and i you know actually own them you know not to get into a, a class on options but you know that you where you can take that and you can actually make more money not even having to be involved directly in the stock market as it were and so um i think it's just a familiarity thing i'm a personal bloomberg fan i you know i'm not as much on the entertainment stuff so i like i like bloomberg more than cnbc personally but um i think it's just a familiarity piece and so people they can relate to it. And so and it's, and it's it's understandable and fair. Right. I mean, we all want to always participate in something that we feel that we understand. And so, um, you know, that's why Mickey Mouse is still a beautiful big rat that you know, this big mouse that people want to run up and hug because the narrative has been created that Mickey Mouse is cool as long as he's six feet tall. He's not cool when he's like two inches short, you know, so, you know, so it, it really is all about perspective. Uh, and so the thing I like about the currency market, specifically Forex, and so let me explain a little bit about what it is, right? And so because I think people don't even understand what Forex means, which which stands for the foreign currency exchange. And so I always try to use the analogy of, you know, when people, when you're taking a trip, right? Let's say if we're going from here and we're going to Cancun or going somewhere in Mexico. And before you leave the airport, you know, before you leave the United States, in most cases, you're going to exchange some of your U.S. dollars for the peso. And so, and you'll even see it in the airports where it says foreign currency currency exchange. And so, what you're doing is you're 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 actually trading your dollars for pesos now, because the law of supply and demand says that the peso will be more valuable in Mexico than it is in the United States. And so, you've made you made a current you've made part of a currency trade already when you go on vacation and travel abroad. And so, then obviously, when you come back home, which is called in trading, it's called a round a round turn. So basically, when you've taken a round trip on your on your your journey. Um, once you come back, you normally exchange your your pesos back for dollars. And so whatever the prevailing rate is on that day is what you get, you know, in dollars back from the pesos. And it could be more or less. Generally, it would be about the same because currencies don't fluctuate that much. Um, but you've basically made a currency trade every time you've exchanged your money for another country's currency, um, fiat currency, and then and bought it back. Uh, and so that so if people could relate it to that, I think they would get it and understand it's not as tricky and as, as, as scary as it has to be. Now, I, I did say something there when I, I, I said that, you know, when you come back, um, the, it may be worth more or less, but 
it probably wouldn't be significantly more or significantly less because obviously a currency can't fluctuate significantly on a day-to-day basis. Like currency can't fluctuate like gas prices do, you know, because if, if currency fluctuated three, five, seven, 10% a day, people would be scared out of their brains and they would do nothing, you know? So, I mean, if you, if you literally, you think that people are scared when they, they hear in Texas, uh, when you, when people hear about snow, all the milk and the bread is gone, right? <laughs> so imagine if you thought that the dollar was going to be worth 90 cents tomorrow, you don't know what, you know, you wouldn't be able to live. And so, so with that being said, although there's, there's small fluctuations, the way that the currency market exploits those is through the power of leverage. And so obviously where you have one thing that can do the power of many. And so through leverage, we're actually trading, you know, infinitesimally small amounts of a penny, like, you know, one one thousandth of a penny. And, and then they just latch, ratchet that value up to where you can actually make more money. And so in comparison, the stock market, literally, we all know that you would have to have, you know, a dollar have, would have to go up by 100 percent to become two dollars. Right. And so in the currency markets, a dollar could have. The, the intrinsic value or the, the leverage or buying power of $100. And so if you had the buying power of $100, all it would have to do is go up but by 1% to create $1. And so the, the, the amount of ease through leverage allows you to actually create similar returns to the stock market with a fraction of the capital that you have to put forth. Now, on the flip side, you have to be mindful of the risk management in, as in every industry, because whatever can work heavily for you can work heavily against you. So you don't take these you know these outrageous bets just to make more money. But if you do it consistently and slowly, you can actually create, eke out a pretty significant, you know, um, income for yourself. So that's really kind of a, a kind of a broad, big picture kind of hopeful explanation of what the currency markets are and how they compare to the equity markets. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, there's this, uh, there was this London, the English trader, you know, thinking that he like basically broke the bank, you know, doing these, uh, leverage Forex trades. So it's very risky. So my question is, you know, uh, so there's, you know, there's stock investors, there's stock traders, you know, there's options traders, you know, bond traders. One thing is uh, in this, this sort of a way to generate cash flow based, based on these trades. Um, and of course, you know, this is for professionals. Don't, if you're an amateur, don't do this because you'll probably lose a lot of money. But so it sounds like you can, you, know, you can use this as a portion of your portfolio, component of your portfolio to actually amplify your gains. So, you know, traditionally it's like, real estate stocks, you know, some bonds maybe. And, uh, but the, you know, sort of like how people participate in hedge funds or, you know, venture capital Forex could be a way to magnify your gains. Is that correct? Absolutely. And so, um, speaking to what I do, you know, as, as it relates to, you know, what, how we serve people. So coincidentally, just a little bit about the company that I run. So, um, the, the company that's known as FM trade, uh, we, we launched as a DIY educational service. So we're actually teaching traders how to trade the currency markets or use the currency markets for cash flow. Um, and and uh, specifically, I had a, a course called Forex for Dads because I wanted dads to be able to access the currency markets for income without having to get a second job um, so they can operate in what I call the fullness of their humanity. Obviously, the more time freedom you have without having to worry about resources, the more t- the better you, you can become because you have more time for yourself. You have more time for your spouse, or your lover, and you have more time for your kids and your community. Right. And so I was trying to really create a way to 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 give more time liberty to these to these people who, who ultimately ended up being business owners and entrepreneurs. So I kind of still attracted the same crowd. And so um, I, I also used to have um, right before COVID, we only did one since COVID uh, kind of let up, but uh, we had this thing called Train the Trader Live. And so we would have a two day boot camp here 
two day boot camp here in Dallas and people would fly in or come in and, and they would literally sit down for two days and we would give like an intensive training. And by the time the boot camp was over, they would be able to literally take their first trades um, and be successful. Uh, and so in one of those classes, which is kind of leading me to where we are now, um, I had a couple of doctors who were in that class. And uh, I remember one of them uh, on a lunch break. He shared with me, you know, that he loved the information that I was giving with them, getting getting with them on and giving to them. He's like, it makes perfect sense. But he said, you know, we rescheduled this this boot camp three times on account of me and my partner's schedule. And so he's like, you know, we coming off an 18 hour work shift coming in here trying to learn Forex. I don't know if I have time. So how much would it be just for you to do it for me? Right. And so um, we launched the DFY platform a couple of years ago. Uh, in our first year, we returned 21.48 percent, 21 and a half in the middle of COVID. That was like 2020, 2021, something like that. And then we've only gone up from there. And so we we leveraged it to just use the DFY model to where now they have access to our course so they can learn how to trade anytime they want to. But we just took away from them the need to have to do it on their own. And now we do it for them. Uh, and so we've, we've kind of even taken that further because um, and then we we have the vertical where obviously people are putting their money up and, you know, into their accounts and we're we're um, trade copying for them and kind of helping them win. Uh, but then now we've we've launched a solution to where um, our clients don't even have to put their own money up because we help them work with with prop trading firms and use the prop trading firm money now to create cash flow. And so now our members are, are leveraging hundreds of thousands of dollars of other people's capital that they're they're ready to, you know, to to uh, to, to partner with them on. And now we're actually creating asymmetrically high cash flow on a relatively small amount of money um, or outlay. So um, really, really getting creative about how to get passive recurring cash flow through as many um, leverage systems as possible. So they're leveraging my expertise as a trader um, and they're leveraging the, 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 the prop firm's money and they're, they're making a, basically an asymmetrical bet. So our membership fee that they pay to become a member for a year, that's their skin in the game. And then they're taking an asymmetrical bet that that money will two, three or four X in you know, 15 months or so. And so um, it's just a really neat way to show people how you can do this and be creative and uh, my biggest thing was doing it without adding employees overhead or more of what I call the BS associated with being in business, right? Because there are a lot of business owners out there who have businesses that they love, maybe love what they do and they might love the money that they make, but they really hate most of what else that comes along with it. Uh, and so my goal was to really get these business owners and entrepreneurs in position to actually build real passive cash flow that rivals all or a portion of their business so that they could actually get that without having to go create more, more problems for themselves. So uh, as creative as you want to be, I think Forex and, and opportunities like this stuff uh, allow you to be that. Interesting. Well, uh, you know, you brought up a lot of interesting things, um, you know, you've, especially uh, when you're talking about um, utility of currency where you're exchanging it, but you can also, and you talked about volatility, it reminds me of the ruble when um, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, just these massive price price spikes and um uh, how can people contact you follow you uh, reach out to you follow you on social media etc sure sure thank you um so um our website is um fm trades fm like a radio station trades with an s.com uh, and you can go there and, and go to all our social media links but on instagram uh, my handle is at help made millionaire like I'm helping you out, uh, help make millionaire on Instagram. Uh, and then on uh, LinkedIn, I'm just Kevin Jefferson <laughs> and uh, in, in Facebook everywhere else. I'm just myself. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can but go to fmtrades.com uh, and you can learn more about what we do. Uh, we, our YouTube channel connects from there. And, you know, we, I put a lot of videos out um, just giving my, just my assessment on the market in general, not just the currency market, but really um, I had, you know, I told people at the beginning of the year that I expected the, the, the indices to go up. Um, I, I called oil dropping um, last year and, and into this year. 
Um, and I, I caught the drop of Bitcoin off of 70,000, um, got it on video. I caught the short of Tesla um, back here last year. I think it was April. And then I caught the reversal off of 125 um, on the upside. I, I did that to my little West Point circle. I shared that with them in private. But um, I just, you know, I enjoy it. And I, I really just want people to see that this is something that's viable. And, and I have some a lot of clients who are real estate investors. Right. And so it's not an either or, um, in my opinion, it's really about maximizing all of the tools that you have available. And so um, one of the big things that we found with them is, um, you know, we're in, in, an, in an environment where sometimes you have to sit on your hands a little bit in the, in the real estate industry. You know, interest rates, the cost of properties and acquisition and renovation is different now. Um, I had a number of clients who called me and, and you know, you know, basically griped to me because they couldn't write to the GP of their deal that they, you know, that they, they're, they're, they're facing a capital call on their, on their multifamily investments. Right. And so in this, in this forum, it's like, okay, now if I could take a portion of your resources and put it in position to create an asymmetrically higher return um, and do it in a conservative, in what I call a risk responsible way, then now you can actually still be generating maybe three to 4% um, passive cash flow on your money per month. And, 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 and just hold on to that until the time comes. And now, actually, you maybe de-risk yourself because you have more resources in a year uh, when the markets are better uh, or you have more resources, or resources that are being generated even as you're deploying those resources. And so it kind of becomes your personal kind of your wellspring of ways to not only buffer you know, the risk that you're taking, but also to continue to replenish yourself um, as, you, as you make better decisions. You know? So the thing is, if you're not rushing to... Uh, one thing one, a friend of mine in the military always uh, shared with me, he was a colonel, um, infantry colonel. He said he always told his soldiers, don't rush to failure. Right. And so in real estate, when you feel like you're going to miss out or, or on a deal or you feel like you got to participate, all of a sudden that FOMO becomes the, the foul up. Right. And so you don't have to do that. You can actually still have your cash earning cash. Uh, and, and then, you know, deploy those assets differently at a different time. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for collaboration. I'm, you know, I'm not the answer to everything, but I'm a great supplement to most things. So um, fmtrades.com is where you can find us. Excellent. And let's, let's thank uh, for this wonderful, um, interesting podcast. And uh, all the resources will be in links and show notes. Again, none of this is financial advice. It's educational purposes only. And um, with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dr. Lou. Appreciate you. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week